2: And welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, Xone at x TV.com on all of their social media, xzone Radio TV. And to find out about what is going on in the X-Zone, visit wwwx And for the X-Zone TV channel on Simult TV, visit www.SimultTV.com. Our guest this hour, explanation is Dakota Fransen. Uh He's a specialist of the strange and executive director of Parachills Limited. He sweeps the globe with his unique insight into the supernatural, having taken on cases involving demonic forces, cryptids, and anim- angels, and even beings from the stars above. Many have not been able to comprehend the entire scope of Dakota's operations. As he is able to turn his stories to all forms of media to spread his message of hope, perseverance, and exploration, his website flowcode.com. Dakota, welcome back to the X Zone.
3: Thank you for having.
2: In these crazy times, you and I were briefly talking before we went to air. There's there. It seems that anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and it seems that there's a total uneasiness unrest around the world is this affecting the paranormal or the supernatural or is the supernatural at some point or some part responsible for what is going on in the world today
3: honestly it's become such a vicious cycle that it's becoming hard to tell there's situations where obviously there's distress in the home life Mm -hmm. with a bunch of people because of everything going on in the world and that brings out the nasties, and the nasties just go to make it worse.
2: And it just piles up on one on top of the other and makes it one hell of a mess. Now, does this, uh, this chaos that we're experiencing, does this affect the supernatural? Does it bring the supernatural more to, if you'll excuse the expression, more to life in this world of reality?
3: It does in many ways that people... Most people would be lucky enough to only experience in horror movies, to be honest. Yeah. It's getting kind of crazy. I have actually have two cases lined up here where it's speculated that pretty heavy, potentially demonic, as the client would fear, forces are at play. And maybe have been responsible for deaths related to the incidents.
2: Now, now, Dakota, how did you get started in the paranormal? Where does your interest in the work that you do come from?
3: Uh, it comes from what was a lifetime of experiences. I mean, it's, in fact, lately events have been so chaotic right now. I usually keep an EMF going whenever I'm speaking to someone about the subject. And just now it was spiking like crazy as I said that.
2: Hmm. And for, for the listeners who may be joining us for the first time tonight, what is an EMF?
3: It is electromagnetic field. It is at least speculated that when spirits or even sometimes extraterrestrials go to manifest or want to try to send a message, they'll utilize EMF frequencies and start manipulating the environment to cause abnormalities, which... Some people may see as hair standing up on end. There may even be some electrical malfunctions. It's been getting pretty intense lately.
2: Is there any specific part of the supernatural or paranormal that you have noticed this increase of activity in, or is this right across the board in all aspects of the work that you do?
3: It has definitely been affecting the spiritual as well as the extraterrestrial side of things as far as cryptids majority of that is just people looking to run away out into the wilderness and actually realize that there's a lot more out there than meets the eye
2: prior to the increase in activity what has been the most powerful investigation that you have worked
3: on most powerful That has been, it was a possession case down in Nevada that almost, the entity actually tried to take my life at one point. Oh my gosh, how? It became pretty evident that this gentleman who was experiencing the activity was dealing with something genuine, Mm where in... It started to carve its name into the person's neck. And we started going through the exorcism ritual we had planned Mm -hmm. that implemented some of the person's family history, which he grew up in primarily Buddhist family. We incorporated some elements of that into it as well to try to essentially taint the food source is how I put it. Right. We got the entity out, but before we could seal it off and properly send it back, it got away. A few weeks later, I'm being ambushed in my own bedroom, being pinned up against the wall by this massive shadow figure. Mind you, I'm six foot seven, 350 pounds. This thing picked me up like I was a rag doll.
2: Unreal, totally unreal. Yeah. Were you able to identify this entity?
3: Yeah, we were. It, it was identified itself as Vapula, which is actually listed as a Grand Duke of Hell when it comes to the Keys of Solomon. So and it's also speculated to be a Nephilim,
2: which is a, which are the fallen angels of days gone by. Um, so this this entity's been around a heck of a long time.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, it's. Been around a lot longer than most countries.
2: (laughs) Why is it some people, Dakota, are are possessed or are targeted by demonic entities and other, other people aren't?
3: It seems that there's actually some sort of natural psychic ability that plays into a factor here where the best way I've heard it described is that Once these entities realize you can see them, they Mm -hmm. see you. A lot of the subjects I've dealt with who have dealt with demonic-related incidents had precursors to psychic ability, previous mental trauma, there was drug use in some cases, even suicide attempts. Good God. Yeah.
2: So it seems that, and correct me if I'm wrong... It seems that as a person's uh, own ability to protect themselves, whether it be by the influence of drugs, alcohol, or other mental conditions, this kind of opens up their gateway for the entity to interact with them or even try to take control of them physically, mentally, and spiritually.
3: Not you would be correct. It weakens the body's natural defenses. Wow. I mean... There's a lot of people that would just assume that, oh, someone just has a bad day. Yeah, yeah, but when demonic forces start taking notice, something's usually been going on for a while, and a lot of them just have a sick sense of humor.
2: A sick sense, of, a sick sense, or sixth sense.
3: The the beings, the demonic entities, have a sick sense of humor.
2: Wow. Uh, Can you give us a quick example? Because I've got to go to a break in a minute from now.
3: Oh, Uh, it's any time where you have someone who's dealt with a history of drug use Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you just go to take a regular picture of them just on any old day and all of a sudden you have shadow figures manifesting around them. That's pretty twisted when you really think about it.
2: You know, my friend, Trying you, to mess
3: with people when they know that yeah. they're, the person who's being attacked would already be compromised and not a lot of people would be in the right mind to listen to them.
2: So would it be fair to say then, uh, I've got to go in 30 seconds, would it be fair to say that a lot of the, uh, uh, a good part of the people that we think are mentally, uh, have mental issues are actually being targeted by these demonic entities?
3: There's probably a lot more than most people realize.
2: Unreal. Dakota, stand by. Nice talking to you again. And Dexonation, Nation, if you'd like to find out more about our guests this hour, visit his website, flowcode.com. That's flowcode.com. And uh, he's the author of, well, his latest book is Dear Coda, Time to Fess Up. And uh, Dakota and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can always send me an email, xzone at xoneradiotv.com, and on all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV. And if you'd like to catch up on all of the past issues of the X-Zone Radio show going back 31, 32 years now, just go to xzoneuniverse.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I'm Rob McConnell. My guest is Dakota Fransden. His website is flowcode.com. He's the author of Dear Dakota, Time to Fess Up, and um, I would imagine your book's available on Amazon.com, Dakota. That is correct. Excellent. I, I, I just like would like to go back to your experience as a five-year-old, uh, as, as a grown adult who's lived I can only imagine a very trying life trying to understand what is going on you still have the strength to help others and I was wondering if you yourself had ever gone through past life regression
3: no but I've been open to the process there's Mm -hmm. a Psychic medium friend who I work with at Parachills. Her name is Lisa Fry. She, one of the first times we met, one of her explanations is why I tend to bounce around so many different types of entities that apparently I was an African shaman in one of my past lives.
2: And as an African shaman in past life, is it possible that you brought something with you from those days into your current life?
3: It's quite possible. They say that talents can be passed down through
1: mm-hmm.
3: reincarnation. Who's to say that there can be other things as well?
2: Now, when you go out and do your investigations and you, I would imagine, you try to do you protect yourself before you go into these locations? Do you do any ritual? Do you say any prayers? Do you do any smudging? How do you protect yourself, and how do the other members of your your Parachills team protect themselves?
3: We all have our different methods. Some choose prayer. Some mm-hmm. choose to keep little bracelets, blessed with uh, Reiki practices. I must keep a little talisman that my uh, fiancé gave me a long time ago just as a keepsake and as well as a reminder of why I try to help people where I go.
2: And what is that reminder?
3: That no matter how bad things get, there's bigger forces at play, and apparently I'm stuck in the middle of whatever's going on.
2: I would imagine there are those people who call you for assistance, who believe that they're part of a paranormal or supernatural experience. But when you get there with your team or during the workup prior to your team going there, you discover that it's not a paranormal or supernatural event, that it could be caused by other unseen forces, for example problems in the plumbing and the engineering of the electromagnetic fields around the person in their house. How, How do you differentiate between a true experience and one that is not a true experience, but under, because of the circumstances, it presents itself to the person who's having it as a paranormal, supernatural experience.
3: Well, naturally, when i try to go into a case mm-hmm. and i don't have any special indicators that there might actually be something truly supernatural going on i try to go through all the normal checks i try to get a essentially a baseline of the house i try to look for you know how the electricity flows through the place where there right. might be emf hotspots from where there just happens to be a lot of electrical equipment around. Say, oh, someone has a gaming setup in one room, and for some reason that's where they fill a lot of the activity. Mm-hmm. There's also at times where I'll have at-home kits that anybody can get that help test water levels that check for carbon monoxide. I try to hit all the basic markers skeptics try to throw out, Just in case. And nine times out of ten, the client will usually feel a little silly for calling me in. But thankful I was able to help correct it so they can move on. Because any given time, nine times out of ten, a supernatural happening is someone just psyching themselves out over common things. Right. So...
2: How long do your investigations last? You and your team um, get a call, let's say, from a person who believes they're having an encounter, experience, or experiencing a haunting. You go and do the preliminary work. You deem it to be an actual case. What is the next step that, that you do as an investigator to help this person rid themselves of the experience encounter that they have?
3: Well, often, if it's deemed that it's a legitimate situation, obviously, we need to go into what the situation may be, say, it's just a former owner of the location that happened to pass away there and is just hanging out,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: or is it, you know, a poltergeist? We try to go through, ask questions, dig into the history of the location, as well as try to get whatever entities are present to talk to help bridge the gap. And maybe if it's a situation where the client that calls us in is just getting spooked out, but Mm -hmm. there's nothing really anything harmful going on, we try to help them establish, you know, ground rules to say, Hey, we don't mind if you stick around, just don't break anything type of situation the whole process under circumstances like that can take up to about 4 weeks i would say
2: my goodness and yeah. is that is that it's just to
3: make sure we don't miss anything
2: hollywood has portrayed the paranormal and supernatural as weird strange bizarre sometimes even dangerous for example the amityville Movie. How true to life was that?
3: that? The location itself does have activity, but even the current owners nowadays are like, well, come out and try to tell people it's not actually that bad. Mm-hmm. Hollywood has a really nasty habit of, you know, trying to exploit and exaggerate so many things, and people are just too gullible into believing that that's actually what happens, say, as a common trope, say uh, someone gets grabbed by their ankles and dragged down the hall. How often do you actually hear of that in an actual case?
2: You know what? Over the years doing this show, it depends who you're talking to. (laughs) Because there there are those who come on who are very flamboyant. And then there's people like you who are very level-headed and grounded so that question when asked to me is like it depends on who I'm talking to all right let's let's take for example the exorcist movie you know the spinning of the head the cold temperatures the rancid smell that apparently went through the room Um, the levitation of not only the bed but of Linda Blair as she was levitated up to the ceiling does this happen with uh, with a demonic uh, case
3: in extreme cases very similar things can happen and worse and worse yeah
2: have you ever seen anybody levitate
3: I've seen it happen once, and there's been one incident where people who swear up and down that Mm -hmm. they will hopefully never have to call upon my services again have seen me levitate due to a possible demonic case.
2: How did it feel, being levitated by an unseen force?
3: I honestly don't remember levitating itself. I just remember feeling this immense power behind me. It wasn't, I didn't feel it was necessarily negative at the time mm-hmm. because it was helping combat another situation that was unfolding. Ah. But the uns to someone who's never dealt with that, they're not going to be able to tell the difference.
2: You and I have to take our final break. My friend, please stand by and dexonation nation. If you'd like to find out more about our guest or if you need his services, Or if you've had an experience that you think Dakota can help you with, visit his website, flowcode.com. And Dakota Fransden is the author of, his newest book is entitled, I should say, Dear Coda. Time to fess up. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios, Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Always send me an email, xzone at TV.com, and check us out online on any of the Social media sites, our handle, or whatever you call it. Just put in their search engine, XZone Radio TV. We'll be back. Don't go away.
0: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend,
1: this is us saying... Thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for 2 two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.
4: Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores.
2: Back everyone, this is the X Zone. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada, just on the shores of Lake Erie. And in fact, from our studio uh, window here in our our main studio, I can actually see the city of Buffalo right across where the where Lake Erie enters into uh, the Niagara River. Ah, uh, I'm just thinking about what our guest uh, Dakota friends and said about uh, this 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 shadow figure picking him up and just tossing him H- how do you protect yourself from from this happening and and you know like what were the what were the you know what happened after you were actually picked up have you been bothered by this spirit this entity this demon uh, since then
3: no that was a one time incident and he had never dared to come back after what happened Wow. There's uh, Apparently, there's a bit of an ancestral connection I have with the Archangel Michael that brings in a whole slew of other interesting phenomenon that's been taking place lately.
2: Could you share it with us?
3: Right. Oh, This is a bit of a long story, but anyway. I first became aware that there was some sort of connection when I was about the age of 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of emotional trauma going on. It got to the point where... I tried to take my own life. Oh, gosh. But something actually intervened. I saw this what looked like a man with long brown hair and a white robe appear out of this vast blue void that kind of reminded me of being deep underwater. Mm -hmm. He looked at me, simply said, Dakota, there's someone here to see you. All of a sudden, he steps aside, and then there's this little girl standing right behind him, absolutely bawling her eyes out. She runs up to me, gives me a big hug, and says, Daddy, please don't do it. And through a series of further demonic attacks Mm -hmm. across four countries, and recent information has come forward to where that child, as well as a possible younger brother... May actually be alien hybrids.
2: So, this would also put you as an alien contactee? Abductee? You've.
3: Uh, Well, there was an incident where I was five years old where I went to bed one night and all of a sudden woke up about 30 miles away from home. And nobody knew how I did it
2: five years old yeah no explanation what's that there there was no explanation uh your your parents couldn't like how, how does a five-year-old get out of a house at night
3: <laughs> exactly you know there's been people that say oh, well dakota maybe you slept walk because thankfully the house i turned up at was my grandparents'. Mm-hmm. now like i said it's 30 miles That'd be pretty impressive for a sleepwalking five-year-old to make that distance in one night.
2: It would be impressive for anybody sleepwalking to make that distance in the night.
3: And the thing was, my grandparents had no idea how, that I was even there. And shortly after I got out of bed that morning, mm-hmm. my mother was calling them, freaking out, thinking that I was actually kidnapped. Because my father wasn't exactly in the picture and was the type to make those sort of threats. But if that was the case, it would be highly unlikely he would drop me off at my mother's parents.
2: So here you are, a five-year-old. You've made a unknown. Well, the trip was known because you went to bed at home. You woke up at your grandparents. How did the people around you react to this midnight voyage did it change their lives as well as yours
3: it confused them but this is also where my grandparents were first to notice that i was one of those psychic kids Mm -hmm. i was seemingly always able to tell that someone was about to be on the other end of the phone with before it even start ringing uh There's a story where apparently I walked up to my stepmother one day, put my hand on her stomach when I was about two years old. Said my little sister's in here. Mm -hmm. The next day she starts feeling sick. This would have been her first child. She goes to the doctor. She finds out she's pregnant.
2: Was there anybody else in your family who was gifted like you?
3: It seems to run mostly through my father's side of the family, but unfortunately, like I kind of hinted at before, there's a lot of emotional turmoil, Mm -hmm. abuse that happens where I don't really speak to a lot of them for my own sanity.
2: (laughs) I understand that, and I appreciate that, and I I respect that. Yeah. So where do you think the connection between this this extraterrestrial hybrid and you come in, Where do you, what do you think the connection is?
3: You familiar with the CE5 protocols? Vaguely. All right. Great. For those who don't know, it's a series of procedures put together by Dr. Sc- Stephen Greer, who's big in the alien disclosure movement. I started utilizing these meditations as well as tones that were collected from ET encounters Mm -hmm. Allegedly, this is from dr. Greer's point of view in order to establish a line of contact And I even threw in one extra step where I added a spirit box to where it's not just relying on some sort of psychic message I could create an audible response that anybody could hear. Apparently, something about that night where I ended up 30 miles away from home at my grandparents' mm-hmm. house, according to them, something was coming to kill me and they intervened. And apparently, the mother of the hybrid children was there was it relatively young for her age. We became close. Very close, apparently, and had two children together.
2: Okay, I I can... All this happened at an age of five?
3: I'll be honest, it's still a lot that I'm trying to figure out, but it's seems like it's been spread out there most of my life.
2: Let let me ask you something, Dakota. Why would anyone whether in my opinion from this earth or a, another star out there or from this dimension or in another dimension, why would they want to kill a 5-year-old child? Is it is it possible you, that If we take reincarnation into, if we put reincarnation into the mix, if we put past lives into the mix, could there be a connection to someone or something wanting to kill you as a five-year-old child?
3: That's been part of the mystery, and it does seem like there might be some sort of reincarnation process involved, Mm -hmm. but... I'm even skeptical skeptical of a lot of this, but there's been a several times where sensitives have come forward. Yeah. i had clients come forward saying that they've got messages saying there's something special about me that when they're dealing with entities that are so negative they feel they might be demonic, something directed them directly towards me to help them out.
2: Hmm. When it comes to the demonic aspect, is it possible that a very small percentage of demonic contact or demonic, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, experiences could be not demonic as such, but an experience that the experiencer is having that they have no idea what is happening? It could be their first experience giving them a negative experience. And that is why that particular uh, encounter is classified as demonic. Oh, easily. Yes, sir. The,
3: the human mind absolutely sucks when it comes to <laughs> being able to categorize things. So.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I know other things the human mind really sucks at, too. But <laughs> you, you and I have to take our news break uh, at the bottom of the hour, uh, Dakota. All right. I want to thank you for sharing with us tonight here on the Exxon. Maybe Wonderful. maybe what you're sharing will be a help to other people listening who are facing their own mysteries, their own dilemmas, and they've been afraid to come forward. And maybe, my friend, you've been helping them without knowing it. I hope so. <laughs> Dakota, stand by. We'll be back on the other side of this news break in Exxon Nation. If you'd like to find out more about Dakota Friends and our guest this hour, visit his website. It's aflowcode.com and he's the author of Dear, Dear Coda, Time to fess up. What an experience. My lord. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. has been one spooky hour to say the least our guest is dakota fransden his website is flowcode.com and he's the author of a new book entitled dear coda time to fess up dakota tell us about your new book
3: well the book is actually an attempt to satisfy the demands of several people who said i should try to sit down and write a book but every time i do news stuff happens that contributes to everything I wrote about. It's a compilation of letters to my younger Mm -hmm. self in order to address the traumas, the incidents that all took place to basically build up to what I have today.
2: How long did it take you to write it?
3: It took about a year total to get everything together, to make sure I got all the right notes that Mm -hmm. I was getting rough dates of incidents. Correct. Because i be honest, I'm nowhere near as organized as I probably should be in keeping all this stuff together.
2: Well, with what you do, my friend, you, you know, having time to organize and helping the people with their paranormal or supernatural experiences I I can understand why I don't think it's something that you do uh, because you just don't have the will to do it I I don't think you've got the time to do it
3: no I do not yeah
2: (laughs) where do you see the the activity of the supernatural or the paranormal in let's say five years from now in your opinion is it going to keep on increasing and if so What can people do to start sending it back to where it comes from?
3: I do believe that because of this mental stressors associated with the pandemic, not necessarily Mm -hmm. just because of lockdowns, but because of domestic violence, because of drug issues, because of all this tied to one's mental health, I think it's actually we're only seeing the beginning of it. And when it comes to some of the extraterrestrial work I've been doing, there's a lot of indicators that's saying what many would perceive as the old gods are getting ready to try to make a comeback to help us out, or wipe the slate clean if we can't get our act together.
2: Now that's a scary thought, wiping the slate clean.
3: Yeah, I mentioned earlier that there's a lot of sensitives that have mentioned that my name has been coming up across the veil. There's, uh, mm-hmm. they keep getting signs that an event similar to a massive solar flare knocking out the earth, kind of like in the uh, Nicolas Cage movie, Knowing.
2: Oh, yeah, I remember that. Great movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Where, uh, essentially the. Aliens, the old gods, or what the movie tries to portray as the angels will come down, save a select few, then basically wipe the slate clean with the earth because there's at least two different races that said they just want to kill us all off, but at least 90 others that are trying to help us out.
2: Do you have any idea why these two races want to wipe us out?
3: Well, they're constantly, they're just tired of seeing all the wars, the pollution, how quick we are to turn on each other as a species, how much progress as whole is held back because mm-hmm. we can't stop killing each other. Basically, they yeah. see us as an infection, a tumor that needs to be cut out, but they'll say it's the a planet, but, mm-hmm we're gone for.
2: But why don't they come down and make themselves known and and explain this to us? Help us to turn the tide, to be better humans, to, with their technology, I'm sure that they could certainly help with the pollution issues. But why do they just keep, you know, just around the corner?
3: Well, they say one of the closest civilizations is about 400... 450 light years away. So it takes some time to get here. Mm -hmm. There's talks of their machines, their craft being conscious-based where what we call astral travel, astral projection is basically enhanced to allow them for interstellar travel. And allegedly, sometime next year, that very grand reveal you talked about is supposed to take place. And apparently they've been trying to for several years in order to help us out but they won't do anything unless we let them in and every time they've tried to step in to help us out to offer us their technology to offer us their information we said no because everything they had to offer would take down major corporations and completely change the foundations of what the world's economy is based on
2: hey count me in for that <laughs> I agree with you. This world is infected by the stupidity of humanity. You know, and wars, wars are, wars are driven by greed and money. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's, it is ridiculous. I've often wondered if I was somebody coming from another planet to visit this earth. And I just observed it for a while. I'll tell you, man, I would put a do not enter sign somewhere in space and get the hell out of here. Like we're not nice people. We're really, not oh, they've got a heck of a chore on their hands, don't they?
3: That they do, and you know, they I believe that official estimates from our leading minds here on earth say that we're about what 15 20 years before we're hitting a doomsday scenario where all resources are depleted yeah. and the situation is gonna be a lot worse than what we're experiencing today.
2: Based on your experience of doing the work you've done over the years and continue to do, is there anything that we as humans can do to turn the present course to apocalyptic destruction around without the assistance of our space brothers?
3: Calm down, breathe. Yeah. Take a second to really evaluate who you are inward. And realize that, yeah, a lot of the frustrations in the world are because people are feeling powerless. Mm -hmm. But we need to realize everyone is feeling powerless. There's a lot of people who are struggling even worse than what you and I may be dealing with. And just be kind. Yeah. You know, clean up after yourselves. That's it. And like I said, I have an EMF meter that seems to be agreeing with me for how much it's flashing, like the Vegas Strip over here.
2: Wow. So what's next for you, my friend? Where, where, where do you see yourself in going on forward? I'm sure you're going to continue your, your work that you do with helping others, but you, you alone, what are you going to be doing to, to fill that gap that we all have within us?
3: I'm going to keep moving forward wherever the road takes me. Mm-hmm. And in some cases that seems to be taking me to the stars itself. There's one project I do have lined up that my part is already fulfilled. It's just a matter of sending the materials into space Right. where a protection sigil that I've used in exorcism situations that have seemed to help countless people with... Varying degrees of demonic nastiness mm-hmm. Completely overcome and turn around their lives To where that symbol is going to be placed on a time capsule on the moon itself
2: Now that is cool Yeah, that is cool. Listen, I've got about uh, a minute before we have to say so long What what are your final thoughts to the Exon nation tonight listening? What is your message to the world?
3: Like I said before Simply be kind. Take a moment to simply just breathe and realize the beauty that there is in the world before something is done to completely wipe it away. Yes, the world's chaotic. Yes, the world's getting weird, and it's only going to get worse. We're not going to make it through unless we stick together.
2: Dakota, let our listeners know where they can reach you if they need your help, if they would like to get a copy of your book.
3: You can give a copy of my Dakota Time to Fess up at many online bookstores, Amazon. You can also find me at my own personal website, dakotafranson.com. There's also that flowcode.com that Rob has mentioned that has a lot of my social media links. I'm on all the major platforms. You can also find me through my friends at parachills, parachills.com. You can see me on a lot of shows we do there. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of the work I'm doing with them has been helping push forward my own activities as well.
2: Dakota, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight, my friend. Great talking to you. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the Exxon. Until then, be safe.
3: You too, as well, my friend.
2: Take care, Dakota. Exxon Nation Dakota Franzen has been my very special guest. What a guy. What a story. And he's out there helping people, he's helping us make this a better world. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in beautiful Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada.
0: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them.